I try to counsel young brothers, man, that are coming up, that are going through the same issues. Because first of all, you know, I, whenever young men I know say, hey, I'm having a baby or I got a baby on the way, I tell them all the time, listen, women change after they have kids. Women change after they have kids. Be prepare yourself for that because nobody told me that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're now rocking with another episode of Grown Man Talk with Quasi the Artist. Yo, special shout out to everybody that's been, you know, checking in and tuning in with me, man. These last couple episodes, man, I definitely appreciate the love. You know what I mean? Um, this is dope, man. This is really dope, man. And it's really turning into a little movement, man. I got people that be hitting me. You know, yeah, man. It's turning into a little movement. So I appreciate y'all, man, for sure, 100%. This episode, episode four, is called Fatherhood. Fatherhood. And what I want to do is share with the younger brothers coming up behind me some of the goals, some of the obstacles that I went through being a father. And don't get it, don't get it twisted. I'm by far, I'm not an expert as to being a father. I feel like you're going to always go through different things. There's different stages of being a parent. It's the childhood, teenage years, and then eventually the adult time, parenting as an adult. Um, for me, right, I never, I never wanted any of my kids to go through anything that I went through because I remember what that trauma, what that pain felt like. So I wanted them to always have something better. I, um, I messed it up from go. I started messing up. I messed it up from go. When my daughter's mother, my daughter's 17, my oldest daughter, 17, Amani, when Amani was and her mother's, um, my mother was still pregnant with her. I, um, I got locked up. She was like two months pregnant. She was eight weeks pregnant. I got locked up. And, um, I didn't come home until she was seven months pregnant. But the thing with that is, that whole time that God sat me down to get my to get my mind right, to get my spirit right, I didn't I didn't use that time to prepare myself mentally for this new chapter in my life. I didn't prepare myself for that. And listen, man, I spent that whole seven months stressing about when I'm coming home, commissary, um, an address needing an address to parole to when I get out I spent that whole time stressing myself about that and I didn't prepare myself mentally for what I was about to get into you know um, when she came home I still didn't prepare for that I still didn't I didn't prepare my mind and then click in my mind how serious what was about to go to I was just like alright I got a baby mother you know what I mean it's just I didn't understand what was going what was actually taking place and going on so um the day it didn't really click on me it didn't really click to me actually until the day she went into labor when she went into labor her water broke and everything i was remember being at the hospital and i was just like oh man what what's about to happen you know what i mean i um I had quit smoking cigarettes. I wasn't a cigarette smoker at this time, but I had stepped outside. I brought me a pack of cigarettes and I started smoking cigarettes at the hospital, right? Because I was nervous. I didn't know what to do. 
I couldn't smoke no I just needed to smoke And at that time I was being a good boy On parole Because I just came on I was only on for two months So I was just like You know I'm, I'm not going to smoke no weed I ain't playing with these people Right So I um, Smoking cigarettes And I'm stressing And then Imani comes She comes It's joyful It's beautiful It's a beautiful thing She looked just like me She's my twin Right And I remember people used to always say Yo when you have a baby You know what I'm saying You should get a paternity test You should get a paternity test Nah man I'm gonna tell you straight up like this man Us as fathers At least I know for me I know for me I knew she was mine Just when I The first moment I looked at her And I looked in her eyes I was like Oh yeah that's mine It was undeniable I was like That's mine And um Just looking at her eyes man And um I didn't really understand I, I go into panic mode Because I said in other episodes how I said before how I used to always have a I used to panic And do the first thing that came to mind So I just started hustling Like right I just like forget this job I'm a hustle And I was hustling Get money But I wasn't doing nothing with the money I was still being really selfish I was you know buying clothes Money had a bunch of baby clothes You know what I'm saying I was Trips and everything I wasn't even I didn't even think To go get my license You know what I'm saying I didn't even think Yo I need a driver's license Maybe we could get a car Or something Nah I was still It was It was It was It was stupid So I get locked up When Imani's nine months And then that's when It all began to sink in That's when it hit me That yo you're bugging You can't live life like this It took for them When they closed that I'm telling you When they closed that door When they locked me in That cell door closed Boom That's when it hurt I felt that I was mad at myself I was angry at myself I was so angry at myself I um I was fighting with the police I Was in there fighting with the CEOs. I was getting pepper sprayed I was got gassed Going back and forth to the hole I remember they was telling me one time I couldn't do something And I was fighting with them And he, and he was like you can't do it And I told him well go suit up then And I put my daughter's picture in my sock Because that's all I had That's all I cared about And I was just like you know what I'm taking this with me We're going to fight And I'll go to the hole And I'm going to be real transparent This particular piece of this sentence I contemplated suicide Yeah I contemplated it Because I was angry at myself And I started to feel like You know You start to hear the whispers From the enemy You ain't nothing but a failure This is all you're gonna do With your life This is all you're gonna And it hurt It hurt me so much When I went through that I didn't do anything I didn't cut myself I didn't do anything It just It was a thought in my head I was just like Well maybe I should just You know Maybe I should just do this And just rid everybody Of this headache Of myself I didn't Ended up going upstate I went upstate And um, Where they sent me at Was like Seven hours away from It's like seven hours away from Allentown I didn't even know Pennsylvania was that big Yo Sent me seven hours away from Allentown And um, I was just like Man I ain't gonna see my daughter My mother wasn't coming up there And I was just like Yo I didn't have You know No contact with her Until I came home I came home She was three she was three I got a picture of her um, 
But the day after I came home, it was like the next day I came home. And I went to like take a picture and she's like linked away from me in the picture like this. Cause she didn't really know me like that. You know what I mean? And it was just but then as time went on, we got closer, you know. She used to um I used to get my daughter on the weekends. I used to get my daughter on the weekends and um because I wasn't stable I was just coming home I came home I got the job I was working the job I was renting me a little studio apartment I didn't have a car yet I didn't get the car to the following year When I After I came home But I was work. I was It was kinda You know what I mean So I um Was was okay I was okay with getting on the weekends Cause it was just like Yo listen I work During the week I don't have no car You know this I don't really like her In my spot like this Really too much So I was okay With the week Being a weekend Getting a Getting accustomed To being a father You know what I mean Which was cool Um Fast forward Then I met my um I met my wife I met my wife While I was at work And we get together We're together For like a, I think it was like A year or two I'm not mistaken It was probably like a year A year maybe two We was together Then she gets pregnant with my son And when she got pregnant with my son That's when things started to shift And um I like to say My daughter's mother started moving funny With me being a father Little Certain little things started to happen Um Certain things started to happen We might have been together Two or three years If I'm not mistaken Before this But um Certain little things Started to happen And um Yeah I always pinpoint it Back to when my son Was actually born My son's 11 now So when he was born That's when All chaos And Everything just began to To happen In regards to me being a A, a father Being a father figure Being there for my My daughter um, and my son was a baby I was still I went into super panic mode again Because I had um, I had lost my job And I decided Yo I'm gonna go back to school I was in school Then that's when she got pregnant And when she got pregnant I was thinking I was on unemployment or something. I was okay with that I was like Yo I'm on unemployment it's, You know It's not It's not much But I'm going to school I'm gonna figure this out then when she got pregnant, I was like, yo, I got to get money. That's the first thing my mom went to. I was like, yo, I got to get money. I went right there. I went right there. Like, as if I didn't just learn that prior. You know what I mean? Like, as if I didn't just learn what that would cause. So what I start doing, I start hustling again. Now, I wasn't as wild as I was before my daughter was born. That's why I always say my kids civilize me. Because I wasn't as wild I started to think You know I gotta make it home For you know I got I got kids I don't want my I don't want to die young With my kids So I kind of like Dialed down a little bit With the wildness Just a smidget Cause I was still I was still But I wasn't As Like I wasn't I wasn't as Um Turned up as I was Before like before I didn't care about nothing It was just like no stop I would And nothing was off limits But then I started to have this 
think before I do certain things. And um, I got locked up with my son again. With my son, I think he was nine months. If I'm not mistaken, he was a baby. I was on the run. It was crazy. I was on the run. I don't know how they found me at my wife's house. At that time, she was my baby mother. I don't know how they found me at her house. I always suspected and always felt that my my daughter's mother gave them the address. I don't I don't ever know how they knew I was there because nobody knew I was there. And she was at work, and I was there with my son. And I used to do. I used to hang out there until it got dark, and then when she come. You know, I'd kick it with her for a little bit Then i bounce at night And run the streets at night You know what I'm saying So, um, they came They knocked on the door And I I looked out the window I don't know why I went to the window first But I looked out the window And it was the police outside I was like, oh my god So I was like, they already saw me So they knocking on the door So I open the door They come in And this is why I always say not all police are bad police, man. This is why I always say this. Not all, because I've dealt, I've had my running with the law. I've had my running with police, man. And some police be, um, some police they understand and they they look out. And I told him, I was like, all right, y'all got me. I'm here. I said, yo, my son mother on her way home from work. I said, um, can y'all just hold off on taking me in until she get home? I just don't want y'all to touch my son. I don't want I want to sit here And hold my son Before y'all take me in And they was just like Alright We won't touch him You can sit there And hold him And how long is she gonna come And she was like I'll be there in like 15-20 minutes And they was like Alright They didn't They didn't And I was cool with them Cause most of them Would've been jerks They would've took me Called children's services All of that That would've turned into A whole nother Crazy thing So they took me And they booked me This was my last Bid Last time Doing this man And um When they closed them doors again Boom An intake I was an intake They closed the doors Boom It hurt I felt like the life of me Was sucked out mm, I felt like I lost my life it was Sucked out So I was like You know Well I can't I can't I can't be I can't be here again How am I here again For real And um I always say that was the shortest bid, but the hardest. It's the shortest bid, but it was the hardest one ever. I was only in the county for like three months, and then that's when I said I got the program. They gave me the program. I ended up being in the program for 10 months, but it was in the county, for, in actual jail for three months, and that was the hardest thing ever. Because all I kept thinking about was like, my God, my son, my God, my daughter, what am I going to do? And when I met my wife, my wife had um, a child already from a previous relationship. Adriana, who's my daughter as well. Adri was one when I when her and her mother when her mother and I first met. She was one. She's fifteen now. So I've been there since she was a baby. She was in diapers. You know what I mean? Um, sadly, her biological father hasn't been much involved in her life. I've been there, you know. Um, I remember her taking her first steps. I remember her when she was potty trained, first tea, first days of school, and all of that. Man, I remember these days. Um, I don't ever refer to her as my stepdaughter. I don't like that. I don't like that. She's not my stepdaughter. She's my daughter. 
you know, I always say when people always ask me how many kids do you have, I always say I got three kids. I don't say I got two kids and a stepdaughter. Nah, to me that just seems wrong. She's my daughter, and that's just straight like that. Um, but by being in this relationship, it caused friction between my daughter. Well, actually, the friction came from her mother, and um, some of the, a lot of the, her antics and things that she did because she had a lot of unresolved, unresolved issues. First of all, when we met, she had unresolved issues that I didn't, I wasn't even aware of, and I didn't even take time to figure this out. This is what happens when you just meet somebody, jump in bed with them, and think, oh, okay, you know. Nah, people be walking around People be having stuff that's unresolved Unresolved trauma Unresolved hurt Unresolved issues That need to be taken care of Before you get in a relation That'd be baggage So I feel like a lot of that was unresolved When we met And not to mention that I was a loose cannon when we was together You know I drank a lot You know And um, we used to fight a lot So that was Um that, that caused a lot of That caused a lot of issues In the relationship So When I When I came home And I We didn't get back together When I came out of jail And I met my wife I moved on Had a son In her mind We were There was still a lot of stuff That needed to be resolved And I wasn't even paying attention To that That, that was a closed That was a closed book for me I um I just feel as if it was just nothing else there for me so just I could just be a father from a distance and um I never expected things to go the way they did and this is when I realized things were going for the worse is when I came home I was on an ankle bracelet I was on house arrest and um I went to the store I was in a program Outpatient program And I had to go Part of my parole Was I had to go there Twice a week While I was on house arrest So I went to the program I go The program decides They like Hey let's take a walk To a store They take a walk To the store And what store Do they pick in Allentown The store directly Across the street From my daughter's house They go to that store So I go And I'm In the store and I'm looking out the window of the store and I see my daughter outside. So I'm like, I'm not a scumbag. I'm not going to sit here and see my daughter and not say nothing. So I go across the street. I tell her mother, yo, listen, I don't want to beef. Because the beefing started when my son was born. That's when all that beefing and chaos started. Um, So I say, I see, I say, yo, I don't want no trouble or nothing. I just want to come over here and just, I see my baby outside. I just want to speak to her. She says, all right, go ahead. You can talk to her. So I talk to her, how you doing? Take her to the store, get her some chips or something, whatever, bring her back across the street. I love you, Monty. I love you, Faith. Um, you know, I'll see you soon, okay? And um I go back to the program. The next day I was in that same night, I went to church. They let me go to church, right? I go to church for midweek Bible study. I leave midweek Bible study, I go home. And um, I'm walking home 
And then when I'm walking home, this is how far out the way I am. I'm like so out of the way, like streets, crime, nothing. I'm not doing nothing. My mind is not even there. I'm like, you know what? I'm not, I'm done. This is when I really was like, yo, I'm done. I'm walking home and I see the police parked in front of the apartment, in front of the building. I don't pay them in front of the house because it was a house. It wasn't really a building. So I'm like, um, I'm not, I'm like, oh, maybe they at the neighbor's house. I ain't paying them no mind. I walk right in, go upstairs. I'm upstairs like two minutes. They knock on the door. I see them out through the people. I said, "Oh, maybe they got the wrong apartment," because <laughs> it was a two it was a two family apartment. So I'm like, "Oh, maybe they got the wrong apartment." So I opened the door. Hey, officer, how you doing? And he said, "Are you Koisha?" And when he said that, I was like, "Oh my God, I'm in trouble." Something. I start thinking something from the past. Them popped up on me. I start thinking, oh man, they got me for something that I didn't. And he said, I gotta serve you with this order of protection. I was like, order of protection from who? From what? And then I see the name on it, and then I read the statement. So apparently, my daughter's mother found when she saw me that day, she knew I was home because she didn't know I was home. So she went. And she went down to the police station, filed the false report, and said that when I was stopped at the store, I um, came over there and I threatened to cut her in the face. So I was going to cut her in the face. And um, no, not when I stopped at the store, which this is what saved me. This little piece of information is what saved me from going back to jail. She, while I was at church, the time that I was at church, she said I called her on the phone. And threatened to cut her in the face if I don't let her see. If I don't let me let, if she don't let me see my daughter, I was gonna cut her, right? So I was like, this is crazy. So the first thing I do because I know how they play, I gotta call my PO. I called the emergency number. He wasn't picking up. I called his. I left voicemails. So he finally called me back in the middle of the night. He was like, all right, come down in the morning. We'll figure it out. So I was like, oh my god, come down in the morning. We'll figure it out, huh? So I go down I go down And um, he's like yo He's like you know I'm supposed to put you in jail for this <laughs> He was like yo He was like yo you know I'm supposed to lock you up for this And I'm like but I didn't do it And he was like I don't think you did it he said, because if I thought you did it, I would have I locked you up. But he said, I don't think you did it. You didn't come this far to do something stupid like that. Plus, he said, I just he said, something in my gut is telling me this is not something you'll do. I don't think you're that stupid. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not. So we go to court and we fight it. I had to go to a hearing. He said, I'll leave it based off of the judge. Whatever the judge do, then that's what I'll do. So we, we go to the hearing. And, um... Deacon Lita Deacon Lita is a is an older older white lady that I go to church with. Um, we used to go to church with. She came. I was sitting. It just so happened I was sitting next to her in court. I was sitting next to her in court. I mean, I'm sorry. I was sitting next to her in church. And when I was sitting next to her in church, they asked her a simple question: Did he call? Did he um get up? Did he leave? Did he go make a phone call? Did he? And she said, no, he was here the whole time. He was sitting next to me. Um, I had my phone records at that time. I didn't have one of these um, prepaid cell phones. I had a monthly cell phone. I had Sprint. 
I pulled my phone records and it showed that I hadn't made a phone call since three o'clock that afternoon. And um, cause you know, you, I don't know if you still can print your phone records. So I got my phone records printed and showed I had no outgoing incoming calls or nothing like that. My phone was dry. <laughs> Thank goodness my phone was dry. And um, so I gave all that to the judge, the program, the one of the people from the program had witnessed this an altercation. One time my baby mother pulled up in front of the program wigging out for no reason. They witnessed that. So they came. Um, so people came and spoke up on my behalf because I was doing the right thing at this point in time in my life. And the devil was trying to use her to set me back. So it didn't work. They threw it out. I didn't get violated. Now time goes by. My wife and I, we get married. We get married. And things get even worse when I got married. Things got even worse when I got married. Now she's um making all kind of outrageous demands. And mind you, I'm on child support. I'm struggling to find a job, a steady job. Child support, breathing down my neck. If you don't pay this by this certain day, we're going to lock you up. All kind of crazy stuff, man. Um, It was rough, man. It was rough. Um, I don't condone men walking away from their children. But there's a there's a fine line between walking away from your children and having to do what's best to protect your home. Because as a as a husband, you're the priest of your home. You're the spiritual leader of your home or your family. So there was an there was an incident where um, my son was turning five. I think he was turning five or four. He might have been turning four. And we had a birthday party for him. I said, listen, I want Amani to come by to the birthday party. Can I pick her up? Yeah, you can pick her up. Whatever, whatever. I picked her up, brought her by. She was there 30 minutes. I remember it was 30 minutes. Her mother called me. Yo, listen, I'm coming to pick her up now. I'm taking her to New York. And I'm like, yo, she just got here. She was like, I don't care. I'm picking her up. I'm taking her to New York. And I, um... I was like, you know what? I don't want to fight. I have company over. There's other little kids here. You know, we don't want to fight. Okay, you can take it. Because we didn't have no legal custody thing, right? We didn't have that. And um, so she comes, she takes her up, and I'm outside with her like, Yo, why don't you just let her stay? Why are you doing that? She don't want to leave. Just let her stay. She's like, I'm taking her now. I'm taking her now. So in order to not fight with her mother in front of her, I say, Monty, come on, baby. I'm going to go put you in the car. I go to put her in the car, and her mother spit on me. She hog spit on me, too, on my back. And I immediately, I couldn't. Now, mind you, I'm still on parole. I'm not on an ankle bracelet, but I'm still on parole. And I'm like, I can't turn around because I turned my back and she spit on me. I said, I can't turn around because if I turn around, I'm going to go off. I'm going to wig out in front of my daughter. She don't need to see that. This is at my doorstep. I don't need to do this. So I couldn't turn. I wouldn't. I refused to turn around. I said, just couldn't turn around because I know where I, if I'd have looked in her face and if she would have just by looking in her face and then she would have said something, it would have sent me through the roof. I would have I lost it. 
and I would have threw away everything that I had been fighting to get my family, my job, you know, parole, all I would have lost through it, gave everything back at that particular moment because she spit on me. So I just didn't look. I put my daughter in the car, I told her how much I loved her, and I spun around a way where I didn't have to look at her. And I just went in the house and I went in the room and I began to pray. That's all I could do. That's all I could do. I prayed and I called my Aunt Dolly. God bless the dead, my Aunt Dolly. I called her instantly and I told her what just happened. And she gave me a wise, but she said, you know, unfortunately, unfortunately, you may have to step away for a minute. You may have to step away for a minute because she's going to take you there. She's trying to provoke you to to go there. So I chose... I said I didn't call him for months I didn't reach out for months I just paid my child support I didn't do nothing for months Fast forward about a year or so goes by I um You know I'm Picking my daughter up for For school I mean taking her to Picking her up from school Bringing her home Doing that Doing all kind of things To go above and beyond To be a father But it's like It was a constant it was that constant thing of trying to separate our relationship. Um, mind you, now I still got two other kids that I live with that I'm responsible for. Two different upbringings, two different, you know, they're in a stable home, even though, you know, it's not a perfect home, but it's a stable environment. It's not different people in and out. It's not that type of thing going on. Um, now all the while My oldest daughter is with her mother still And she's spewing Hatred about me To her Programming her To be the way she wants her to be And that didn't become evident Like I've heard her telling her things before Like over the phone Like oh if your father loved you He would be here with you Or if your father loved you He would buy you this $600 coat Because that was a thing She called me one time And Imani was like Six Five or six Oh I want you to buy her This $600 coat And I'm like I don't got no $600 for a coat I don't even got a $600 coat My kids don't even got a $600 What are you talking about And she's like Well if your father loved you He'll buy you this coat I didn't buy the coat So I guess she told See I told you Your father don't love you And this is the type of thing That goes on In the African American community Where People that have hatred In their heart Mothers They They use that As a weapon To weaponize their kids Against their fathers As if it's a form of payback As if it's a form of Get back When all reality It's like It's like Um it's detrimental to the child That should be considered child abuse In my opinion I definitely should be considered child abuse To be able to do that to a child And it's, it's tragic It's sad that that goes on But it does Um, Despite it all I still always try to do things Still try to show up Still try to include Imani in things Little trips here um, We went to the beach one year I was able to take her Um but it was always that resistance And as Amani got older She tended she, t- she started to lean towards Her mother's way of thinking Um You know this This was a hard thing to have to do 
This was a hard thing to have to do. Again, with the theatrics, again, with the drama, again, with the um, outrageousness. Um, I had Imani for a weekend, right? She's older now. And what she was wearing was inappropriate. So I was telling her, you know, it's inappropriate. You can't wear this. She, with the attitude, the mother's attitude, the smacking the teeth, rolling her eyes, telling me what she's going to do in my house. So I'm like, uh, you're not doing that in my house. We don't we don't condone this kind of dressing the children. We don't have this. And so I disciplined her. I, I, I gave her two two pops. Took my I gave her two pops. Bang bang my belt twice. And that was the second time in my life I ever had to physically discipline Imani. It was the second time. The first time is when she was little, she did something that was wrong and I disciplined her then. It was not a problem. And this time, it was a problem. Um, her mother went, called children to you for me, called this um, child services on me, and um, they pulled my other kids out of school, was questioning them, so I was furious, I was furious, I called them immediately when I heard this, I spoke to the person taking care of it, and this is what, this is how God works, when you're not doing nothing wrong, when, you're, when your motives are pure, and they're from a, a, a righteous place, God is going to always have your back. He's going to always have your back And that's for sure The guy told me He was like Listen man You ain't do nothing wrong man You ain't do nothing wrong You disciplined your daughter You know we need more of that He said but by law I have to investigate it Legally I have to investigate it And I'm going to tell you like this It's nothing found It's nothing found There's no marks on her It's nothing They don't abuse Nothing And when that happened I was angry. I was really angry because my daughter went along with it. She could have easily said, "No, my father doesn't abuse me." She could have went along. She could have went along with that. She went along with that, and I um, I shut. I, I turned. I had to turn my back. I had to turn my back because I said, you know, this could have cost me my relationship with my two other kids. It could have cost me my everything. I worked so hard to build. My wife had my wife at the time at the time she was working for school the school district and um she could have lost her job become behind that because she's a required reporter which means like if she sees or knows about child abuse she's required by law to report it or she'll lose her job so um it was a rough time man. it was a rough time so that made me put up a wall towards the matter because i was like that showed me that she was um and like following her mother's way of thinking her mother's conditioning and stuff like that so um i just had to step away man i thought it was best to step away um that was a difficult decision man you know to have to love my child from a distance to have to say you know what i love you but it's it's going to be from a distance but um I did it Do I wish things differently Could have been different Of course I wish things Could have been done differently I feel like I was put In a position to choose Right I feel like I was put In a position to choose Which children That I'm gonna love the most Um And as a black man Man sometimes The the court systems They don't work in our favor the court system don't always work in our favor. At this time now, she's at an age where she has the choice. 
Because the way that at least I know in Lehigh County, Pennsylvania, the way that they do it when you go for custody and stuff like that, the child, once they're a certain age, the child has a choice whether they want to go with you or not. And at this time, she was at that age where she had a choice. So I didn't spend the money on because it was like almost $400 to go just to get a, a petition to go before the judge. Um, and I didn't spend the money, which is something I regret doing. I should have did it anyway, just to make sure that I took every step. But I didn't do that because I looked at it as she's under her mother's influence so much. She's not going to want to come. So I'm not going to even waste the money. But um, that's something I wish I could have did differently because I'm not going to sit here and say, yo, I've been a perfect father. Um, and this is being 100 percent transparent, man, it's being 100 percent transparent. I um, I learned from all of this, man. I learned a lot of life lessons from this, man. Um, I'm more focused on making sure that my other two children continue to follow the path of the Lord. You know, I try to get Imani in church. She don't want to do it. I try to get her to come to church with us. She don't want to do it. So it's okay. You know, I just, I pray for her daily. I even pray for her mother too. You know, um, I pray for them both. I try to get, I feel at peace with a lot of this situations, you know, because I've took it to the Lord in prayer And things have always played out the way they've played out I've prayed about this for years, man For years I've been on my knees about this You know, this ain't And it played out the way it's going Where it play out And, um I try to counsel young brothers, man That are coming up That are going through the same issues Because first of all, you know I, whenever young men I know say, hey, I'm having a baby or I got a baby on the way, I tell them all the time, listen, women change after they have kids. Women change after they have kids. Be prepare yourself for that. Because nobody told me that about postpartum, post, what's it called? Postmortem depression or postpartum depression? I think I'm not sure what it's called, but I know that depression that women go through after they have a baby. Um, that's a real thing. That's a fact. I lived it. I lived it. It really happens They go through with And you gotta be patient with them I didn't know that Nobody told me that you gotta be patient with them I just looked at it as Oh you, you changed on me The standard third And you know it's, Now we're not getting along Nah it's not Um To men that are In a similar situation Where the baby mother's playing games With the kids man I learned that No matter what your situation May be like you should still go to court for it because you just never know what the outcome would be. Don't look at it like, don't look at it like, oh, it's a waste of time or I'm not going to have a shot. They're not going to give me a shot. At the time, I looked at it as I'm on parole. I'm a felon. They're not going to do nothing. They're not going to look out for me. I'm not going to, it's not, it's a waste of time. It's a waste of money because you got to pay to do that out here. So I was just like, you know what? I ain't going to do it. I ain't going to get, you know. I've been through war with child support, man. A lot of war with them, man. There's times something, listen, y'all not gonna do me like this. You know, I had to go before a judge with that, you know, get things changed, modified, all of that, man. I've had taxes garnished, all of that, man. It's just all kind of stuff, man. Credit affected, because they put that on your credit. Yeah, so it's like, now they don't even bother me. They don't even bother me down there no more. 
they just you know they get their payments I'm steady working I'm stable they get their payments that's it that's it man so um I felt like I wanted to do this episode and there's so much more I wanted to speak on and touch on that I didn't yet but I felt like I needed to do this episode for my brothers that's out here because it's rough out here trying to be you know co-parents some people got it easy some people don't some people could put through the ringer for it man um I encourage brothers don't give up man don't give up keep fighting no matter what they say no matter what they say I went through an issue yesterday and it's crazy because I was already had a plan to do this episode called fatherhood this episode was going to be about fatherhood and I went through a issue yesterday trying to be a father you know um it doesn't stop man it doesn't stop you just keep doing your part keep doing your part and trusting in the lord and it's gonna work out man trust me it's gonna work out i have faith that the lord is gonna move on my behalf to soften my daughter's heart around me because i didn't do nothing wrong though it's not like i just said you know what i'm leaving i'm done i ain't trying ready to be a father i'm not doing that i didn't do that i didn't do that I got I went through so much So much trying to actually be a father It just didn't work out that way And one day when I stand before the Lord I'm going to ask him Why didn't it work out like that Because it says when The Bible says when you get to heaven All the mysteries will be revealed So that's a big mystery I wonder why didn't it, Why didn't you allow that To work out like that You know Was it something I did Was it you know Why did it play out that way But um that's it, man. That's it for this episode. Um, being a father is a blessing. I want to trade it in. Um, I got 17 years in, and I got more to go. And I look forward to the the being a grandfather one day. I look forward to the first dance at the wedding. I look forward to um, all kind of stuff. The high school graduations. Um, mentoring my kids once they become adults. You know what I mean? Truth be told, I'm on my wife right now. I want another one. <laughs> She's like, what? You want to start all over? I do. I really want to start all over. Diapers <laughs> and everything. Formula, all of that. I want to start over. Because I feel like when I was at that stage with my kids, I was still reckless. And I didn't really get to enjoy it. And that's a, that's a precious time that we need to enjoy. So listen, I'm signing off. Thanks again for tuning in. Appreciate y'all. Grown Man Talk, Quasi the Artist.